0: Richard's trying
1: to scoot in there alone, It pinballs for the crease, scores! Uh, let's get it. Oh my, oh my god! Here
2: we go, here
3: we go. You're listening to the Patsby Blues Podcast. Where do you go? Cuts you to the squad!
1: With your hosts, Derek. How you gonna get it, brother? John. That's what Johnny eat up, brother! Matt Casey. Unnecessary, but totally necessary. And Tork.
2: What's not to love?
0: What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Pod Street Bullies. My name is Derek.
3: I'm John. What's going on, everybody?
0: And we have assembled the full crew tonight because it's an important episode and we need to talk about some wins here. Matt Hoagie. Hoagland is with us this week. Matt, how are you doing? That was awkward. It was. <laughs> I really didn't know how to get into this. I it's been a week. Not like that. No. This is no. like the
1: post was I'm great. How are you guys doing?
0: <laughs> and Matt Casey.
2: Hello everyone. Ready to bring some energy here.
0: Not that Matt I'm Casey ever Matt left. Casey. Do it. <laughs> No, oh, yeah, John left kid. us last week. Hoagie left us last Yo, week.
3: First of all, first uh, of all, I love you, Welcome back. It wasn't it wasn't just me who left, but you would have thought that I was the only one that wasn't on that show. They're like, oh, let in memory of Hoagie, let's do this. Oh, screw John, by the way, he's not here anymore. Wait, <laughs> hold <laughs> on. I mean,
1: I didn't even get the song out for Pod Street Hose at the end of the episode, so you know. No, and then, didn't. and then Casey,
3: you had the balls to throw in a bye now at the end of the show, man. I was
1: reached
0: through my
2: freaking thing and punched you right in the nose. I felt like somebody had to carry that on because John's always oh. like, bye now.
0: <laughs> it is the longest running of bitch. parting of ways in podcasting was, right now.
2: <laughs> it was a slow dart to your heart there, and I'm so glad it landed. Yeah, I felt it.
0: Jerk. Oh. Well, all right, uh, crews back together, fellas. <laughs> this is uh, this is going swimmingly, uh, as did this past week in Flyers hockey. Uh, Flyers <clears throat> took on multiple teams. Don't care to look back, but uh, they did pretty well. Again, like I said, it's been teams. a week. <laughs> uh, it's a time change. Blame it's them. the time change. change. It's kids with dealing with the time change. Yeah, it's been great, um, as you can see. No, uh, they took on the Capitals Saturday night. Before then, Thursday night, they took on the Pens, and then Tuesday night, they took on the Arizona Coyotes in a game that I was biting my fingernails in anticipation of that first Flyers goal. It finally happened. Mm-hmm. They won in a shutout. Fantastic. Two nights later, they take on the Penguins. Nail-biter again, and Chris Letang. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it right now. We'll get into it later. But then they turn around and take it to the Caps. Uh, Two to one, great game. Very, actually, very good game. Um, In what I did catch, considering the stream was terrible. um, So, John, I want your thoughts on this week, how the Flyers looked, and uh, let's hear about it, man.
3: Well, obviously, right, we'll take the two wins, but I did get a a little bit of a sense of back to reality nerves. Uh, especially the Arizona and the Pittsburgh game where there were just especially in the beginning where you're like, um, all right, come on guys, let's let, let's play hockey. You know
2: couple that with the Calgary game before that too. Like for easy. sure. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. I mean finally they got it together against Arizona, but we're talking about the Coyotes who I think they just got their first win of the season tonight against the Kraken. Suck it hackstall. Um, <laughs> who knows, my... guys? But, I mean, that Pittsburgh game, I, I don't know. I mean, that should have been a game that we handled right from the beginning, and we just were never completely in it. But luckily, right, we turned things around. We play a complete game against the Capitals. I mean, somebody called it a stomping. I don't know if 2-1 I would consider a stomping. Oh. But still, I mean, the, the Flyers looked like the better team throughout, and and that's what you needed after two, I mean, questionable games earlier in the week.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Hoagie, what are your thoughts, man?
1: Yeah, I mean, it. This week was kind of a week where I had kind of circled on the calendar pretty early because we had the Capitals and the Penguins on the uh, in the lineup real quick. I was hoping, you know, a fair metropolitan matchup between the two. Um, but like we said, the the bad starts against the the Penguins and the Coyotes. It was just like. Oh boy, where where are we gonna end up with these games? And luckily, you know, we came out with five out of the possible six points. So I'm I'm actually pretty happy with this week, but the uh, the slow starts need to uh, need to stop. I uh, I'm, I I kind of want to blame it on you know coming off that West Coast can can Canada road trip, and I'm still kind of being a little tired. But I I I hate to make excuses for this team. The funny thing about when Hoagie says he's
3: circling it on the calendar is he doesn't mean it figuratively. He literally went to his <laughs> calendar
1: and that circled still, it down. It's <laughs> that it's
0: red pen. Planner. Like, ah, yes, I'll look at this every morning before I go to work. <laughs> All right, Matt Casey, your thoughts.
2: Yeah, I, I want to break it down into like two different sections, actually. One is the Arizona and the Pens game, which I wasn't impressed one bit with the way the Flyers participated. Um, Arizona is bad enough that you can get away with playing, like, two pretty dicey periods. And you know what? A little bit of credit to Arizona, I guess. Like, they're a desperate team. Their the goaltender played well. Their goaltender played ridiculous, and I'll give them that. But with a team like that, like, you can just, you know, you, you can grab their soul and rip it out of their body with an early goal and at any, any point of that time it took until the third period to really step up. And that was like happy for the win three, nothing on paper definitely looks like a dominant win. It wasn't a dominant win. It was a dominant period and Carter Hart played very well. And Arizona's goalie, I'm not even going to try to pronounce this guy's name played very well. Um, The penguins game in all honesty, it was uh, disheartening to see such a depleted penguins roster. And, people can be like oh they're missing so-and-so we're missing people too i get it penguins are missing a laughable amount of people right now and whether it's injury covid whatever it may be old age um you know i think the the penguins were a team that just they needed to just be stomped and the flyers didn't do it and again okay i'll salvage a point in you know april that point may pay off dividends and we'll look back and be like oh remember that game where we were probably a little bit outplayed but we still got a point you got to recognize like a, a wounded fawn you know stumbling across the the prairie you got to take that sucker down man and so those two games i think were a little <laughs> bit disappointing and then i uh, I'll save the Caps game. Do we want to get into the Caps game a little bit? Right now, I need to
3: just get into the fact that you're talking about a wounded Fawn in this flannel shirt and the scruffy beard. I'm just picturing this like female deer limping across your lawn, you
2: walking over with a knife and just going, bitch, you dead
0: (laughs) Like someone needed to put it out of its misery.
3: See sons, that's how you kill a wounded doe. Uh, and
2: then I, I, I get into the Caps game. And, like, I was feeling pretty down and out after – between Calgary, Arizona, Penguins. I was like, what What are we doing here, man? Like, this is not – this is not good. And then the Caps game happened. It is the best full-game effort I have seen since March of 2019. Like, hands down – or 2020, sorry. Um, before, the, before the shutdown happened, this was a team that looked like they had control of all three zones – Ovechkin, yeah, he had some chances and some shots, but I never felt threatened by Ovechkin jumping in there. Um, I think everything kind of came together for the Flyers, and on top of that, they got phenomenal goaltending. They had Rasmus Ristolainen, you know, wearing the, uh, the starter jacket because he played a hell of a game. They had Broussard netting a goal. It was just, it was a Punching a guy from the bench. Yeah, punching a guy.
0: Fantastic. That's
2: that's amazing. (laughs) Like, what what a scumbag move,
3: but that's what we like to see. When he gets called for the penalty, too, he's like, yep, I did it.
2: (laughs) So
0: Just so honest. Character guy. The
2: Caps game has me really charged back up, and I hope we see more of that.
0: 100%. uh, I think the Caps game, like Matt was saying, 100% effort, uh, all game, looked great. Arizona was a bad start to the week. Um, three three nothing result aside, it was a bit discouraging to see them come out so flat. But they did come back. They won the game three nothing. Great. They go into Pittsburgh. You know, again, slow starts. You know, it's frustrating because if they would have gotten off to the start that they did against Washington, they probably would have won that game. You know, you see Pittsburgh and that goal, man, with Latang at the end. Like, that sucked. And it, I think we're seeing every year it seems like Carter Hart has one thing that he needs to work on. And this year it seems to be that he needs to close the gap on the post there. But regardless, um, the biggest takeaway for me was the goaltending play altogether. Like, not just Carter Hart, not just Martin Jones, both of them. Four goals in three games they let up fantastic goaltending and I mean with one shutout in there as well against Arizona which is great I think that we're seeing Carter Hart come back to form I think I shouldn't say come back to form we're seeing Carter Hart be the goalie we want him to be and he's proving to be as good as we've built him to this point so it's very encouraging and uh, you know I can only hope that he can continue this success because Martin Jones is playing pretty well right now and, uh, yeah. think, which is a fantastic segue into what Matt Casey <laughs> wanted to discuss here tonight. Uh Martin Jones, Matt Casey, you have coined the song for Martin Jones, so I want you to lead this discussion because this here's your boy.
2: Um uh, Martin, I'm sorry. You were right, we were wrong. <laughs> You're good. We're not. You're good looking. We're not attractive. <laughs> Mar- Martin Jones, like way to go. Like we did see an opportunity and grab it. And look, it's been three games, but every game that that guy has played, I've not felt once that our goaltending has either dropped or that we've even been in like shaky land. Like it has, he has just been solid. And maybe Kim Dillaball deserves some credit. I don't know what the hell happens behind the scenes and, you know, positioning and net and angles, like that's way above my IQ level. But Martin <laughs> Jones has come in and served as an incredibly uh solid backup in the three games that he's gone in. We're 10 games in at this point, and they're playing the exact like ratio for for backup to starter that we want to see. Um, you know, I'm hearing some people talk about how uh, they're protecting Carter Hart for some of the uh, on some of the big games and I think you know they played Martin Jones in Boston they played Martin Jones against the caps I don't believe any of that crap I think they're they're they have a plan they're sticking to it every third game or you know two of every three as you go into the week Martin Jones is playing he's giving you solid starts he's giving Carter a rest I think that's great cause that's going to pay dividends come April and May so um Martin Jones, good job man. I want to touch killing. on
0: that point. Uh, I guess sheltering if you will, That's Carter Hart. Said. Yeah, sure. Um that is what she said I guess according to John, but I wanted to touch on that because I feel like that type of approach actually isn't a terrible idea. Considering the season Carter Hart had last year, maybe you want to put him into some of these games where they're playing lesser competition, build up that confidence a little bit, which it seems to be working. Everything's going according to plan. It looks like, and Martin Jones is sh- apparently shocking the world right now, uh, which I'm incredibly thankful for. But I mean, is that really that bad of a plan to have if if you're going to want to get your franchise goaltender back into form, right? No, buddy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I I would go so far as to say it's a it's a pretty good plan. Um, you know, you want it you want to ease hart into it knowing that who knows what happens inside cart's head or hart's head and like you know goalies are goalies are bananas anyway but you know you don't want to put the entire workload on the guys back and honestly i don't think they did that at the beginning of last season either i think they were trying to get elliot worked into the rotation then mm-hmm. hart just ended up being really really bad mm-hmm. uh, so i don't know i i think that it's uh it's a good game plan i think we're we're gonna see another back-to-back this week with carolina and dallas on friday saturday like it's gonna get split it's gonna happen like the team right. needs to have confidence in both goal- goaltenders and we're seeing it right now Absolutely. right and i'm i mean the thing is
3: too and kind of what you said matt casey is like if the coaching staff has a plan right they don't have to deviate from it now even if it's like martin jones draws a boston or draws washington right because he's proving that he can play against that bigger competition and i'm not sure if you said this derek i was kind of half listening to you but like the fact that he um, the fact that he's playing well against these better teams only boosts his confidence right i mean and the guy's confidence must have been down after what is it two three crappy years in san jose
0: there is an echo
3: in here. holy crap <laughs> hoagie i'm hoagie buddy i I, I can't look at you, dude. You look like you should be doing twenty-five to life for skinning people behind a church. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell is the, the look sec- you've got right now.
2: The second but it's... coming a Buffalo Bill <laughs> doesn't he look
3: like he's gonna he's gonna have conjugal's with the the woman he married in prison.
0: Where oh my god, where is this going? <laughs>
2: Oh boy, you're terrifying looking. For the listener, for the listener, Hoagie is trying to grow a mustache. And his, and his hair is thinning. Is and it's <laughs> creepy's the new sexy.
0: Here we go. Oh. All right, uh, well, Hoagie, redeem yourself here and let the guys know you're not a, uh, a kitty diddler. It puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs>
1: All right, let me pick up the ball here. Um, no, I um, I don't think we're protecting Hart at all in regards to starts and and whatever. Um, you know, we're finally into a regular season. We're not playing four games in seven days. We're not playing multiple back-to-backs in a week. We're playing three games a week. And it's finally nice, nice to see for our goaltender and our team. You know, we have practice days. We have some off days. So they're not just... Being thrown through the gauntlet of being on the ice night after night after night and no rest so i think that's practice pl- it, huge, yeah. the practice is huge for the team and mm-hmm. it's also huge for the goaltenders but i think i feel like it you know Hart's not getting off the ice and prepare like straight up preparing for the next game mm-hmm. so and i think it just kind of helps play into the whole mindset of we're taking it one day at a time here and mm-hmm. if something didn't go right in the first game we're on a come back and work on that for the next game. So I think it's huge for our goaltenders. Shut up, John. (laughs) Aside from the look. Sorry,
2: I just had, like, a picture picture of Hart from, like, last season going from practice, you know, from game back to his apartment and be like... (laughs) Playing dust in the wind on his guitar. It's like the saddest scene in the world. We're not that team this year.
0: (laughs) All fantastic points. I mean, the, the practice time surely helps. Not having to go right into the next game without as much or nearly as much practice as last year helps a ton, I'm sure, as well. So, I mean, having that full training camp, being able to have a regular season, you know, that surely has to, you know, kind of lighten the load on Hart as opposed to what happened last year. Don't yep. call me Shirley. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Shirley. Uh, well, next one we want to talk about, and this is going to make the analytics crowd a shudder here. Rasmus Ristolainen had a pretty solid game against Washington. Um, it, it always seems like we're hearing that he's having a bad game. He's doing this wrong. He's doing that wrong. And even la- even today on Twitter, everybody – was praising his play. Uh, are we going to see this continue? I'm going to go to John here first.
3: What, people continuing to say that he's playing crappy? No.
0: Are we going to continue to see Rasmus wrist the line and have games like he did against Washington? Well, I hope so. Don't at <laughs> all. I, I mean,
3: no, I, I think so. I mean, listen, I, it took a while for this guy to come into his stride, right? I mean, he missed the first few games. Then he's, you know, he's still getting used to a new team. He's getting used to po- possibly the most talented team around him ever, you know, after playing in Buffalo. And I think also he's trying to figure out what his role is with this team, too. Right. I mean, he had to carry the load on the blue line for Buffalo his entire career there. Now he doesn't have to do as much and it's kind of like figuring out what he's best suited for. And I really feel like last night's game showed where he's gonna be successful throughout the season as the season progresses.
0: Gotcha. And right, again Hoagie. I'm
3: sorry, I can't I can't look at Hoagie.
0: <laughs>
3: You're killing me, dude. I mean if, if you look like somebody who like puts on pantyhose after they went and slaughtered their last victim. It's driving me crazy, man. What do you put on
2: after you slaughter a victim? <laughs>
3: like so what else are on you supposed pedestal? to wear? <laughs> 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 All
0: right. All right, Hoagie, again, uh redeem yourself here against the claims from John.
1: Right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh I and mean, just piggybacking off of John, I mean that yeah, Russell Lyons just figuring everything out. He's also trying to figure out how to play with Lucy goosey Sandheim out there who's all over the... He's your fourth offenseman, and you don't know where he's going to be on the ice whatsoever. So, I mean... Offenseman? <laughs>
3: I call those forwards.
1: Just saying. Whatever, John. But I mean, he's just... He's figuring every, everything out. I mean, I've been hard on him during the, the beginning of the season, because there's been a lot of plays, I'm like, what are you thinking there? But then I'm, I'm kind of getting tired of the crowd that's like, oh, I need to see Risto destroy somebody in the back of the behind the net, I'm like, that's not that's not what he's going to be doing. He needs to play defense and clear the net, which is helping our goaltenders phenomenally. So mm-hmm. right down the line work? of that Casey. Probably not. Phenomenally. <laughs> phenomenously.
2: Here we go.
0: Phenomenally. <laughs> Anonymously phenomenal.
2: John's pully <laughs> over here. <laughs> John, John is sleep deprived. And he's like, after you discard your victims, we're spanks like a gentleman, not anyone. God, John, yes, So uh, with Risto, I, I'm I'm a I'm a big Risto fan. Um, and look, I am not the biggest Sanheim fan. I will say that right now. I just don't. I, I haven't seen it yet to believe that he is the real deal. With that said. The two of them last night actually looked pretty good. Um, and I think Ristolainen had a big part to do with that, to do with that and I think Sanheim had a part to do with that. Uh, with Ristolainen, I think he wants, like, where he sees, he likes being a hard-hitting guy, but at the same time, he it seems like he does want to get involved in the offense. He does want to get involved with the power play, which he is doing, and that's kind of like, what makes him happy it it sparks that little that little beard and he gets you know he gets a little smile on his face and so i think like you're seeing a little bit of that happen more and more and to your point john like he's been in buffalo there's no nothing good's happening in buffalo right now except for trading i I think they're trading one of the best players in the game but whatever like you know there's there, there wasn't a lot lot great going on there for him to get actually coached and actually into a team that enjoys playing and thinks they're going to win, that has to pay dividends there. And yeah, you know, we all saw the he he got the game starter jacket last last night, and I think that's a, as big of a smile as I've seen on a guy in a while. And so it's you know it's just good to see somebody like Ristolainen who's been dealt a pretty crappy hand. Uh, from a team standpoint, come in and just be smiling because you know he actually contributed and played well.
0: Sure. We're starting to see the results of a line or a pairing that hasn't played together ever. And now they are, and they're starting to figure things out. You know, as well as Risto played last night, we're still a little down on Sanheim, which we've seen more of Sanheim. We expect more of Sanheim, and he's just not delivering. So, uh, you know, it's, everything seems to be flipping now. You know, the analytics crowd seem to love Sanheim and then <laughs> and then now they they're like oh Ristolainen's playing well. I just uh, it's part of a much bigger discussion. Analytics can, you know what? Uh, but uh, it's it's nice to see Ristolainen have a good game. I think it's something he could definitely build upon and I think, you know, if he can find that groove and start to kind of fill into that role, see a little bit of power play time, it'd be great. It'd be fantastic and I just again really hope he can uh, find his footing here in Philadelphia. Uh, so, go,
1: go
2: ahead. Sorry, can go back one. Se- sorry, Hoagie, oh, I didn't want to cut you off. Go.
1: You better Am be I careful. The... <laughs> Am I the only one that doesn't like Risto on the power play? Yes. I,
2: I don't love it. I don't love it. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't love it, but at the same time, if like 30 seconds of second-bearing power play time like gets See, that the... guy's engine going, I, I'm okay with it. But I'd, wait, honestly, I'd
1: rather him than ProBrop right now. That's See, a bit it of hasn't been 30 seconds, but it also has been Risto and Provy on the same power play line. Right. Mm-hmm. That is just a recipe to disaster in my mind because Provi doesn't know what the what he wants to do with the puck on the on the blue line, and then it like confuses Risto line. And it's it's just like a,
3: Risto don't Risto. know what to do.
1: <laughs> it's just like blowing up all 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 at one time.
2: Did Did you hear his interview by the way? Like last night or two nights ago? His, I mean, he sounded like drag. He was like, oh, he it. like it was so like grizzled. And you're like, Oh my God, this guy's just as scary as I thought he would be. Hey, he um, just goes home and plugs in. <laughs> oh <God>. I think <laughs> A, AV called it out last night his press conference where he's like, I still haven't seen the, this big wrist align and shot that we've seen that we've heard about. And so I think if my hunch is, that's why they have him on there to be like, okay, give us the, uh, What's the Mighty Ducks guy's name? Uh, the Fulton Reed, <laughs> the Fulton uh, Reed slap, slap shot. shot. <laughs> and, and, and let us have it. And, and we just haven't seen it yet. I don't think it's going to last, man. Like, I, I I just don't see how that's that's going to keep going. But, um, I'd rather see it rather than know.
0: Provorov. I mean, at this point. I'd rather
2: see it, see it game 10, too. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, game 9, game 10 right now, versus right, yeah. you know, game 80.
0: For sure. Absolutely. I think at this point, you know, Hoagie brought up a great point, Provorov being on the power play, we've seen it happen, and yes, there was the one season where he led all defensemen in power play goals, like, that's great, blind squirrels find nuts every now and then too, like, I get it, you know, but at the same rate, it's it's not working, and we have better suited defensemen to fill that role, aside from Ivan Provorov, not to mention if he's going to be our quote-unquote top defenseman. Do you want to waste time of his on the power play? Because he's averaging just under 25 minutes a night. Why not lessen that load a little bit and keep him fresh? The kid's just, yeah, he's a monster. He can log huge minutes. But is it necessary? Like, I mean, It's mean,
1: just not his jam. It's yeah, clearly not, just, right. Yeah. Not a power play guy. Why would we bring in Keith Yandel? Yeah, like, yeah I don't get why we dropped Yandel
2: down to PP2. I, I don't understand the rationale there. No.
1: Yandel was doing great on PP1. Like he was, I, I liked what he was able to do with the rest of the guys on the power play unit and move them around and get it active. And it, and it was mm-hmm. working really well at the beginning of the season.
0: 100%. Absolutely. I think Yandel was much better suited for power play 1. I think even power play 2, I'd rather risk the line in. I, I mean, honestly, and I, I might mm-hmm. catch some flack for this, I'd rather Sandheim than Provorov.
1: Mm-hmm. Again,
0: <laughs> lesser of two evils here. You know, but... Yeah. Uh,
1: so, hold
2: on. Go, go back one second. It, did you guys catch this play last night? It was probably like two minutes left, Max. And Provorov is in the defensive zone. He he had arguably one of the best stick handling plays I've seen in like a long time. He was you know, he was just trying to make a pass and get the get the puck out of the zone. But he pulled a move and I was like, Oh, Jesus Christ, man. And he was like deep in his zone. But that's the stuff that like we want him to We want to be sure that he has the energy for. Clearly he's pulling double duty as he gets up in age that's gonna, you know, fall a little bit more. But I mean that that was something pretty impressive that doesn't go on the stat sheet. He has flashes of those too, where it's just like, Oh damn, you know. Right.
1: Right. Right.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that uh overtime goal against Montreal, how many like two years ago or something like that. You see that every now and then, you're like, Yep, that's Ivan Provarov, that's the guy we want. Right. And then you see him on the power play. But uh, again, neither here nor there. Uh, good week. I mean, last week, Matt Casey and I were on the show with uh, Dave and Jack from High and Wide, our affiliates, and uh, Five Minute Major. And both of us, I believe, were saying that the Flyers could eke one out uh, and go 2 0 and and 1. So, I mean, nail on the head, right?
2: I, yeah, I, th- I think sure. most of us said two and one. I mm-hmm. I, I think we may have said two zero and one, but um,
0: we put that caveat yeah, in I there think... so we wouldn't be wrong.
2: <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I, I think the frustrating <laughs> part for me though is that the the you know the the loser point happened against mm-hmm. a depleted penguins team. Like that's right. where I'm like, Ugh. like we right. were expecting that to happen against the Caps, but you know what, man. I, I will say like I think we I think we dominated the caps. I really do. Like I think that was a on the score sheet, I don't think it shows, but I think if you watch every single play, which clearly Hoagie and I were doing and John and Derek weren't. But I'm like talking to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
0: I needed I think, to focus on the game.
2: <laughs> I think the flyers looked like a hands-down better and deeper team than uh, than the Capitals did.
3: Can I just mention the first two games, though? With Arizona and Pittsburgh, what happens to this team in their passing? It's just oh, like oh, – uh, She played down. It's brutal. Oh. But the whole team just seems to forget how to pass together. <laughs> you know How many times did Couturier have like an open connect me? Was it in the game against Arizona or Pittsburgh? I can't remember. And he missed them every time
1: it was it was the Pittsburgh game it was driving me insane and it just brought me back to last
3: year when it was like this team could not connect on any passes and I don't know what it is but it's like all of a sudden I don't know maybe they're just trying to get too fancy but ugh, it's frustrating as hell when it when they start to suck it past the pockets yeah
0: anyway. at least it's not those long stretch passes like we saw last year all the time
3: <laughs>
2: right
0: bright side right. John bright side you're right no you're right <laughs> Can we can
2: we talk for one second? What do you guys think about the fourth line?
0: We've been talking for about 30 minutes now.
2: Well, I don't I don't <laughs> felt like a lifetime, but I don't hate them
3: for what they are, but Right.
1: I love them. I do.
3: Right. They, I mean, I think you're going to need more from your top 3 lines to make that, you know, last the whole season.
1: Right.
3: But like if you can just have a fourth line that's just straight up grinders and, you know, whip a little ass then I, I mean, like them,
2: and they know what they're there for. Right. Mm-hmm. I I think they had a couple pretty good shifts last night. Quite frankly, yeah, like where really, they were really sure. grinding it away, and it's like, you know, the the Tom Wilson factor, quote unquote, that everybody seems to talk about. Like I wasn't one bit concerned with those four freaking beef bombs on the
0: ice. So, right. <laughs> I did love when Wilson tried to come in and wreck wrist the line, and like anybody smaller. Then Risto Line and he would have sent flying into the boards. But it was Risto, and he barely budged, and he got right back up and tried to grab a hold of him. That was, that was good. That was good. I enjoyed that. Um, no, I mean, great game last night, very complete game, uh, very encouraging uh, playing against some of the top competition in the Metro. But we do move on to next week. Unless we have any more points we need to make uh, from this past week, anybody want to take the floor?
1: Real quick, what about our third line? I mean, they're they're ready to pop off. I feel like
2: we said this last week too. Like they're playing well. Like they're they're Mm -hmm. playing well. It's just not showing up. Although Lawton, I guess, had what two goals? Two goals this week. Hoagie knows. Come on, Hoagie.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's two. You
2: You had one in Arizona and one in Pittsburgh, and so, you know, okay, I guess that's paying off. I think what we're all deep down saying is, when is when are JVR Jay, Jay and Brown, when are um, what the hell's his name? Jesus. Wim- 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 Wim, Jesus. <laughs> uh Blom. When, when are they When are they going to actually start potting some consistent points? And I think that's a fair question to ask.
1: Sure. But I mean, yeah. what, what they're bringing to the I mean, they're kind of playing like a fourth line in a way where they're kind of just consistently in the offensive zone and still working on their on the team on the opposing team and Creating chances, are just not finishing them,
2: right? Uh, I think well, that's the difference between a third line and a fourth line. It's like right. we have a fourth line that can that can sort of do that stuff. Like mm-hmm. right. we need you guys to do that plus actually it's get, issue. yeah, right. get, get get on the score sheet.
1: Because yeah. it was what it was the it was the Arizona game where they had they must have had five or six chances alone where Lawton could have potted one by himself.
0: Mm-hmm. We've seen it the in the past though with JVR
1: Casey, <laughs> yeah.
0: Jesus Christ <laughs> it's symbolic All right, aging like fine this? wine drinking <sighs> wine
2: <laughs> no, I mean, do you want me drinking butt heavies in my basement like an yeah, animal
1: kind of
0: talkie season that's what we do now
1: alright right, <laughs> no, let's it, move on to next week
0: <laughs> sure I didn't have anything to say let's move on to next week uh, sorry, all right. All right. no it's, it's alright Jeffrey Dahmer um We've got some hockey to talk about next week with uh, some big games coming up with our first Wednesday night against Toronto. We have a game Friday night and Saturday night. Carolina and Dallas both are away in that order. Toronto is 7-4-1. Carolina is 9-1-0. Dallas is 4-4-2. So let's let's split this up a little bit. John, tell me what you're going to be looking for uh, out of this Flyers team in order to come out of this uh, this three-game stretch with a, uh, a positive record here?
3: Well, I mean, I think the goaltending just has to keep what it's doing, but I think kind of to piggyback off what we said, I need to see a little more offense out of the third line. I mean, we talked about how much we like or we could possibly really like this fourth line, but that's only if the third line starts to score a little bit more. Um, I really need to see JVR – start scoring some goals and like i I don't know if it calls me insensitive but i I like what limblom's doing but i need to see more to be like this is a guy that i'm I'm really sold on being a a, you know a prologue member of this franchise right now it's just like yeah, he's he's not screwing up um which just isn't enough for me, so I, I do need to see a little bit more, and I'd like to see that second line just back to the way that it was, those first few games where we were really excited, but um, yeah, pr- pretty much just rat- rattling off every single thing that could possibly go right. Um, how,
2: how, how insensitive.
3: <laughs> but no, so I'm going to pick one. <laughs> I I really want to see the third line scoring a little bit more. That would be the big one for me.
0: Um, mm. Yeah. Makes sense. How about you, Hoagie?
1: I mean, goaltending needs to continue what they're doing, and I think the defense needs to shore up even more so than they did this week. I mean, they played really well against the Capitals, the Penguins, and the Coyotes, but I feel like if we're going to be playing against, you know, the Maple Leafs and Carolina, they really need to be on on their A game.
0: (sighs) Matt Casey. My
1: dog just farted, and it (laughs) stinks. Sorry. how do i
2: follow that <laughs> uh, I, i'm going with uh the systems and i think what we saw last night was the first real example probably since edmonton that we've that we've seen the defensive neutral and and forecheck systems actually come into place um it's might not be the most fun running gun kind of hockey but like at this point, like boring's kind of good, um, especially if you're going up against, uh, you know, what is a pretty high caliber Toronto team who um, has consistently disappointed that city, unfortunately. Um, and then you have, in my mind, the measuring stick, which is Carolina, you know, besides Florida and Florida is a different beast, man. Florida just waxed Carolina pretty good last night. Like Carolina's a, a, a damn good team, although, as John pointed out, they did call up Alex Lyon. Yep, Saturday man. night shutout. <laughs> um, so I, I'm interested to see if the Capitals game and the way that we play that and the discipline and the system buy in was an anomaly or if that is how we're going to play from here on out because I think that is the recipe for success. Mm-hmm.
0: I think the game against Toronto is going to be a game that should be similar to Washington's. I think they're going to have to definitely shut down the stars. Uh, you know, your Austin Matthews, your John Tavares's, your uh, Mitch Marner's. Marner's starting around the corner. He's a point per game guy, so is Tavares. Nylander, even. I mean, they've got some stars on that team that you're really going to have to pay attention to and make sure that they're kept in check. Carolina is going to be difficult. I mean, they're on fire, they're playing really well. They've got some fantastic talent down there, and I really do think that, and we'll talk about this here. I want to ask you guys and get your take on it as well. I think that's going to be Hart's maybe biggest test this year. I want to see Hart in net against Carolina. Um, Who said it's going to be Carter Hart? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm Shut hoping up, it is. Up, up, up. I'm hoping up, it's Carter Hart. Up, up, up. But, uh, Story line. We'll see. <laughs> Dallas, you know, middle-of-the-pack type of team, I think – the Flyers should handle it. I don't
2: know him. one player on Dallas. Right? I couldn't are tell you. Ben's still on Dallas? Jamie Ben. Still ben.
0: Sagan is still there. Sagan. Yeah. Pavelski's still is there ben too? Bishop's, is
3: Ben Bishop still the goalie or Kudobin? No, Dobby's no. still down. Ben Bishop's still there too, isn't he?
1: No, it's Dobby and it's... um. Bishop is still know,
0: there, I think, it? but I don't think he's playing. Well,
1: no. no don't, uh, I, it's don't Hopi. I disagree with Hope. It's
0: Hopi and Kudobin. Hope he's their yeah. starter. He started uh, seven games to Codogans three. Hmm. Yeah. So I hope he's having a good year. It's the guy that we all clamored for, you know, over Martin Jones. Right. So I might want to see Martin Jones in that that night if uh, it means Carter Hart gets to start in Carolina. But again, part of a bigger discussion, how do you do the, how do you split up the goaltending uh, during these three games? Because you've got a game Wednesday, you've got a night off, and then you got another game back to back. Matt Casey, what are you doing in this situation?
2: I think you gotta go heart heart then um did we just talk about Jones. Uh, What's that guy, <laughs> I already forgot about him. It, it's clear it's clear they're not gonna they're not gonna play um they're not gonna give a goalie in a back to back. Like that that right. just doesn't happen any, anymore. So <laughs> I think it's more of a question of who you want heart in for Carolina. I think you want Hart in for Toronto, and you have a day in between. So I think that's the way you have to do it. You got to go Hart, Hart, then Jones.
1: Mm-hmm. How about you, Hoagie? Total, total agreement. Hart, Hart, Jones. I mean, I feel like Toronto and Carolina are, are going to be the measuring sticks for for Hart, especially for the Eastern Conference. So I mean, if we want any any postseasons hopes, I feel like those are the teams that you try to get him comfortable with and have those guys take shots at him. So, And Dallas should be an easy easy go for Jones. Oh, great. We're Thanks hoping. for that, Hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I've, been, I've, I've been the jinx guy all season.
0: Yeah, you have. You're pissing except us all
1: off. Except for somebody pointing out the shutout streak. <laughs> so.
0: What an asshole. I mean, uh, <laughs> all right, John, uh, what's your take on the goaltending split here this week?
3: I mean, listen, the Flyers don't have a 1A, 1B situation in that. They have a starter, and they have a backup. And you play your starter against the better competition when you can, I guess. I'm kind of kicking myself in the foot considering that Martin Jones played Washington yeah. on Saturday.
0: <laughs> but a little it but out, go ahead. You
3: go the same way they all have, right? Toronto and uh, Carolina go to heart. Dallas goes
0: to Martin Jones. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's still a slight chance is going to look at this and think that Jones would be the better matchup against Carolina? Uh-huh. Yeah, do you just think that's actually gonna it's actually uh, going to happen?
3: Yeah, no. No? But there's a chance. I definitely think there's a chance. Because oh, sure. AV, A.V.'s that kind of guy, too, where it's like, how many times have we had conversations where it's like, wait, that's the decision he's making? <laughs> but so far this year, it's panned out. So if he decides that Martin Jones is the better option in Carolina – I, I'm not in love with it, but I trust that you know
2: that's the right move according to to Ave. Sure. <laughs> the, the The only issue is going to be is all the fans freaking out, being like, "Oh right. my god!" Like, uh, Carter Hart can't handle the workload. It's like, shut up! Like, it's, right. it's not 1987 <laughs> where you know, regardless play 80, 80 of eighty two games. Like, right. shut up.
3: regardless, Carter Hart's playing two of the the three games. Like. Right. Re- that's happening. I mean, if mm-hmm. Martin Jones plays two of the three, then we can have that conversation, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, would you be would you be mad if he if he goes Hart Jones Hart it, this week?
0: No, no,
2: I don't. don't think I would be either. Jones can be mad. In either, all right? honesty, Jones
1: has earned it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, even I'm now. I'm looking at. It, I'm like I'm kind of leaning towards you know Av giving Jones the start against Carolina just just because it'll mm-hmm. give Hart two more days. Like two more a day a more one more day to rest for another game. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, he's like sixteen. He doesn't need to rest that much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Either way, as long as Hart gets two of the starts. That's all I care about. Right. I think he yep. should get two of the starts to Martin Joseph's one. Uh right. Now I saw some news today as well, and I don't know what this could mean. I don't know if it means anything, but I want to get your guys' take on it as well. Nate Sealer was sent back down to Lehigh Valley and it's one of two things, but I'm leaning towards it being Paper move. What do you guys think? I mean, is this any indication that, you know, Ellis might be getting better? Uh, he was on the ice. What do you think, John?
3: I mean, that's what I'm going with until otherwise optimism.
1: Yeah. Who when? are you? You are not optimistic ever.
3: <laughs> See? Curveball. <laughs> I don't even I don't know
1: enough. A.B.'s book. I mean, it could. It's a paper
3: talk. Just saying, it's a paper move is like a boring topic of conversation. So I'm picking the Ryan Ellis thing.
0: <laughs> okay, makes sense. Right. What about you, Doggy?
1: There you go. I mean, I'm I'm holding my breath till I actually see Ellis in the lineup. <laughs> that's that's all I see. I mean, he okay. was day to day, and it's been what week to week now.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Month to month. Next week, and no, I'm kidding. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> How about They're, you, Matt Casey? They keep
3: that tight to the vest, though, don't they?
0: With him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I think that's a good thing because, you know, God forbid somebody finds out he comes back too early and then they start targeting. That's a load of crap. But, uh, anyways, Matt Casey, what are your thoughts?
2: I I think there's two scenarios. The likely one is I think Ellis is back. And I I do think he is coming back. Um, We don't play until Wednesday. He's had, what, two full weeks off for a lower body injury. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think he's coming back in on Wednesday. Um, the other option is is they've seen enough the sealer, and I kind of agree with this as well. That uh, kudos, man, like you, you did a good job, but you were a three game, you were a three game star, and we need we need something a little different. Um, if Ellis cannot go, I think we go back to our conversation last week, and and I wouldn't be shocked if Zamula or York ends up getting the call up. Mm-hmm. So, um,
3: both one both way or the other, both scored a goal tonight. I think.
2: I think you're right. Uh, my at it, least my AHL assist. Twitter is not on. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, for a guy that says he doesn't really care about the AHL, John seems to have all the stats for it.
2: <laughs> it's the young guys. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, and, and
2: in all honesty, I I would like to see it as well. And it, like, I'd rather again rather get him called up now. And get a little experience now versus, you know, into March and April. So um, one way or the other, I I don't think sealers coming back up unless we see something else happen.
0: I disagree and I'm going against the grain. I think it's a paper move. We've seen it happen so often last year, sending guys up and down and up and down. And it's it's the it's your your uh, bean counters, you know, that are looking at it and saying we could save X amount of dollars. By sending this guy and having him get a, an AHL paycheck for a couple of days, as opposed to the NHL paycheck for practice or whatever it might be, you know, it's it's not the flashiest answer here. And I, I'm sorry if I'm being boring, but I, I think it's a paper move. I think Sealers back in the lineup. I think they're going to be pretty uh, cautious with Ellis moving forward, given the whatever this injury is. And those moves suck for the player, huh? Like, hey, you're right, going to come yeah,
3: back up. Hey, we're not going to
0: pay you, but we're going to have you play in the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> right. like,
3: we're, just gonna, we're actually not moving you, but you're going to make a little less for the next few days, all right? It's like, but hey, John, he have, you only get paid on
0: test days.
2: <laughs> doesn't he have to physically go to Lehigh Valley? I mean, I know it's not the longest drive, but doesn't he have to actually go to Lehigh Valley?
0: I think he does.
2: Then come back? Probably.
0: And they might that, even that, have a that game. That was the Practice.
2: advantage of having the Phantoms, like back in the day when they played like at the Spectrum. They're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, we'll walk him across the street. and He's reported. Like
3: <laughs> that's great. Well, yeah. it's better than some of these clubs, man. Oh lord. Like yeah, I don't they're know, Van- that, Vancouver, Utica. They still in Utica? In Utica. <laughs> <the> Crap. Yikes! <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> From <laughs> Vancouver to Utica for a paper move just to go back, and you're making less. Damn it.
0: Oh yeah, even Hershey to uh, to Washington. Like I know the traffic. I hate that shit. <laughs> hey,
3: hey, Vancouver
0: to Utica. Yeah, well, you could at least take a plane. <laughs> right.
2: What well, has anyone heard anything more about Hayes?
0: He's skating now too, I believe, isn't
2: he? He's he's been skating.
0: He but. has been skating. Allison was skating the other day too, which is a good sign. I still, I mean, they're not in contact or anything like that, so. I forgot Take about it for what it is. That like wow. That's <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay.
1: Number one All-Star. <laughs> well, what is
3: it? Ten games it had to be for Hayes? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. that was
3: so the minimum, at, right? 10 games. It's it been ten. It's going to be a few more, but...
0: Sure. And, I mean, that's fine. Given the what he's coming off of with the, the core muscle surgery or uh, what was it, the hamstring or something like that, and then another injury around the same area, I'd rather play it safe with Hayes Broussard's plugging in pretty well on that second line. So. Right. I mean,
2: he's a jolt, though, is the third line. Just
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: I think he's going to
3: come back at, like, the perfect time where that second line is really going to just kind of lose all of its juice or, like, we're going to need some sort of, as you said, jolt, mm-hmm. and and he'll
2: come come on in.
0: Then who gets sent back down? Mm-hmm. Interesting question.
2: Now we have the Sophie's Choice this bad boy,
0: huh? That's Let's them. do this.
2: <laughs> I mean, anybody on the fourth line could go down. Any of them can. Pick your poison,
0: man. Who Thompson's is it?
2: Going. Thompson? No.
0: What
2: do you think? Thompson goes, Lawton drops down? Is that? Mm-hmm. Is that the
3: theory? Yeah, I think said he doesn't think he goes down.
1: No, Thompson doesn't go down. There's no way, right? No, I don't he think he goes down. Says-
3: you put you put Lawton on the wing on the third line, and then you put Lindblom on the fourth.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll
2: have everybody screaming.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I would almost go vice versa, in all honesty. But
0: Lawton on the go fourth, ahead. Lindblom on the wing.
2: Yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I
3: Strongly disagree with that state. <laughs> I think first guy down <laughs> not, is Pat Brown. You're
1: paying, you're, yeah, you're setting Pat Brown down, but you're not paying Lawton to play fourth line minutes. He signed that huge. Here says, we go. No, I'm, I'm huge on this. <laughs> on he could oh, be man. our entire Casey family is
3: axed to death tomorrow. We know what happened. Hey,
2: Lauren, lock the doors. Oh, lock, please. The nest is on outside. Pantyhose.
0: Tell her to hide the pantyhose. Hose. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Well, before this gets any more off the rails, and I'm going to risk it here, Hoagie you're back this week, so we need the dad joke of the week from you, not relaying it to somebody.
3: <laughs> I thought you would appreciate it, though.
0: I didn't. I came no, ready, it, and it you turned threw into a, a
3: ten-minute, ten-minute dad joke session. What the hell I, happened? Listen,
0: last week? John's just oh, upset because he didn't get the chance to explain it all. So any of them. Now we're all here. John, focus was, on the joke at right. hand.
3: No, but somebody said. John's like, wait, what's the what's the thing that Facebook is being called now? Meta. I had no idea that that was the thing. So I thought that was really funny you brought that up. I'm like,
1: huh? Like, what meta. the hell's a meta?
3: Right. The last meta I heard of was Ron Artest. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, okay, Hoagie, it's time.
1: You guys, you guys ready? Ready. What kind of exercise do lazy people do?
3: Okay, come on now. Diddly squats.
1: Ooh.
0: Creative. (laughs) It's creative.
1: Go ahead, John.
3: Nope, I'm not doing it this time. Oh, thank God. As a a dad, I hate it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Give dads a bad name. I would never say that joke.
0: The only guy that isn't a dad is giving the rest of us a bad name.
2: (laughs) What what kind of exercise do you do, gents? Is it diddly squats?
1: (laughs) Oh,
0: Oh boy. All right, well, uh, that that ends. uh,
2: John, are you doing your segment where you talk about prospects or no? I thought you were going to say prostitutes.
0: (laughs) You could. Are there any that hang out by the crack den down the street?
2: (laughs)
3: Sure. (laughs) I'm sure there are. It looks like they took over the crack den. It, somebody put a Trump flag outside of it, so I think it's been reclaimed. It's like a game of Halo. <laughs> um, um, I guess I could. No, no, not this time. I'm kind of... gonna. <laughs>
2: This is the hour we lost, guys. Davies killed that hour.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think next time we have more than one person off the episode, we need to ease it back in. So it'll be like, I'll miss next week with Matt Casey. And then the week after that, Matt Casey's going to come back. And then the week after that, I'm going to come back. So that it's like more easing into it as opposed to just here's everybody. It's just general confusion the entire time. (laughs) we're really professional absolutely Yep. the most professional you've ever met anyways Casey take the mic let them know where they're going to be able to find you
2: Pod Street Casey
0: (laughs) can you spell that out for us please (laughs) no (laughs)
2: street is spelled out Pod (laughs) Street Casey C A S E Y, Twitter. I actually got on the Pod Street Bullies uh, Twitter machine the other night, and uh, you're welcome, everyone. That was that was fun for all of us. So, thank you.
0: <laughs> all right, Hoagie.
3: <laughs> Hogie changed his Twitter name to at waiting in the trees.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nope, it is still Pod it's Street. It's actually waiting runners. in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay john take it away my friend
3: <laughs> yeah no you can find this podcast on all of your various podcast listening receptacles um if you don't like the one that you're listening to now google it we're on all of them and uh yeah that's about it please rate and review us if you're on the uh, the apple one
0: yes preferably five stars any one star reviews will be met with slander on the next show yeah. You've been warned. You can find me on Twitter at PodstreetBob Bob. John's on Twitter at Pod You can find the Pod Bullies on Twitter at Pod SD Bullies. You can find our affiliates, Flyers High and Wide, at FlyersHW and Five Minute Major, Five Min Major Pod on Twitter as well. But until next week, I'll leave you as I've always left you with a Let's Go Flyers.
3: Bye now. <laughs>
1: Adiós